0: and if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Brewer series, which I don't think it's going to be fun to talk about, but I think. You will have fun listening to this episode. And as always, my boy, Tom, how you doing, buddy?
1: Good evening, Rob. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Brewer Series started out fantastic, did not end so well, but we will break it down for you and let you know why all is not lost and there is good things coming.
3: All right, so the Astros lose the series 2-1. to They get shut out. Two times in a row after exploding for 12-1, 12 runs. Now, we always call this, well, at least I do, a blow-your-wad game. But I didn't know it was going to be two in a row. I don't know why they couldn't score, but it's just weird, weird how that works out. But what worked out good for us is we had the only win on the Relevant app. So that's it's good. It was it was a fun night. So anyway, Monday was Christian Javier. Let's get to the action. Top of the second, Corey Jokes had a home run. It was his third of the year. Martin Maldonado hit his third home run of the year. Also, Astros up two to zero. Uh, Telez hit a home run for uh, Milwaukee. Made it two to one. Jake Myers grounded out. Abreu scored three to one. Go to the fifth. The Astros piled it on Doobie, first home run of the year. What do you think about Dubon getting that home run? Maldi hitting a home run and jokes. A lot of fireworks so far.
1: It was a great night to be an Astros fan. Definitely some homers from some unlikely sources. Uh, they had the roof open in Milwaukee. So I guess the wind was a little, you know, maybe a little jet stream blowing out or something. Guys were definitely uh, making great contact hard contact and it was fun it was a lot of fun to watch if you guys are not checking us out on the relevant app you would have got rob unfiltered he was he was on the warpath that night defending maldi tooth and nail the homer he could not be stopped it was it was maldi slander free and uh, it's a good time definitely come check it out
3: that's pretty much all i do on that app is defend <laughs> martin maldonado and i hope someday he finds out so, anyway, Dubon had that solo home run in the top of the fifth, but the Astros weren't done. They loaded the bases for who else? Jordan Alvarez, who hits not only home run number 11, but oh, yeah, I, I, I'm ahead of myself. He has home run number 11. We're up five to one. Top of the sixth, Bregman had an RBI single. Jake scored six to one. And now this is the part I'm talking about. Jordan Alvarez, second home run of the day, but this one, grand slam. This guy is totally amazing. Astros cruising 10-1. to Maldi, Dubon, Bregman scored. What can you say about Jordan? I mean, this guy is just amazing. And we might as well talk about the offense in this game because it
1: disappeared for 48 hours. Look, Jordan Alvarez is a special, special baseball player, and I don't know where it goes from here. Obviously, we feel like it could be something, you know, very, very Hall of Fame-worthy, great, that kind of thing. He's just amazing at the plate. Teams keep bringing left-handed pitchers in to face him to get what is perceived as the advantage or, or the disadvantage for the hitter going left on left. And all Jordan does is rake. It does not matter. The guy is averaging basically an RBI a game. He's on pace for 156 or seven RBIs. Just otherworldly stuff. I can't say enough things about Jordan Alvarez that that isn't already said. The world knows about him. I really feel like he could be, I mean, even, even Dana Brown, the GM, came out and said in the pregame of the following day that he believes that uh, they're going to start pitching around him they they appreciate people not, and then yeah. he could win the triple crown one day.
3: So I don't. I think it was today. They had a comparison between Jordan Alvarez and what's his name, Aaron Judge, and the numbers were were pretty close. But the the biggest one that was like the hugest disparity of the two was Jordan's RBIs. This guy is a RBI machine so bottom of the seventh the brewers make it 10 to 2 and then top of the eighth Corey jolks with a two-run double brings in Jordan and alex bregman 12 to 2 final javier was lights out six innings four hits one run a walk five strikeouts his one run came on a home run he's five and one 307 i wish javier could go a little longer but if he's just if he's gonna give up one run or less in six innings, I mean you got to take it. Great offense, great pitching overall. A, a pretty fun game, fun night on relevant again, and uh, you got to love the start to the series. Not you know not knowing what's gonna happen.
1: Right, right. At this point, the Astros have won eight in a row. Uh, what is it, eleven out of twelve on an absolute tear, which we kind of all said that would happen eventually when they got healthy obviously uh, altuve being back in the lineup i think that matters if nothing for the energy in the locker room energy in the clubhouse him being on on you know in the dugout and on, at second base it's just a different ball club whether he's hitting or not obviously you you want him to be the producer that he is but i think he's just his his attitude just everybody just feels better more uplifted and they played really well
3: seth martinez Gave up a run and had two strikeouts. Mashinsky's back. They brought him up and sent Gage back down. He had a hit and a strikeout. Stanic had a pretty good inning. He had one strikeout. Jordan, three for four. And this is, if if you watch the games, folks, they pitched to him in the first game. And they, they pitched to him in the second and third game, but I, it was around the edges or it was high, but he didn't really get a lot of things to swing at. And and that's what Tom was touching on, that they're going to kind of pitch around him if they can. But three for five with five, three for three for four with five RBIs, That's amazing. Abreu, who gets a lot of slander, two for five. Maldonado, two for three, and he scored twice. Maldonado, awesome job. Uh, Jolks, three for five with three RBIs. We gave him the coach rose of the game, and Jordan was the player of the game, I believe. We gave awards out on the uh, relevant app there on Astros and Aneurysms. That's the name of our show. And Alex Bregman, two for six. So overall, great game, fun night. You just think it's going to keep continuing, but you're always worried when the Astros unload all the bullets like that. So let's go to Tuesday. JP France, who I thought pitched really good. And I think Dusty left him out there a little too far, a little too long, maybe. And uh, you can touch on that. But Weimer had a home run. Uh, they scored on an error by Yiner Diaz. You can touch on that play a little bit. It was two to zero. And then bottom of the eighth, the two run double, a two run homer, six to zero. We did nothing offensively. But JP France, five and two thirds, five hits, two runs. A walk, eight strikeouts, gave up a homer. He lost, but his he's one and one, but his ERA is three forty three, very respectable. What do you think about? Uh, so I don't know. No, that that was the wrong game. He didn't really leave him out there too long. What I wanted to say is he, gave, he 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 pitched a great game and he should have only given up one run. Yiner tried to throw that guy out at second with the behind the back throw, whatever they call it, back throw threw it in center field. The guy scored and overall JP France pitched really good. I'm, I just got my games confused because B lack today. And I think they left him out there too
1: long. So to get back to JP France, I think he pitched a great game. Really, really impressed with how he bounced back. Cause the start before that wasn't so great. I, I feel horrible for Yiner because I felt like he was trying to do too much, but I think that was in part due to the fact that he just doesn't play enough. And that's, you know, right now, Maldi's got the hot hand. You're riding the hot hand. And I feel like Yiner was trying to play above his, you know, skis a little bit, as I, I think the saying goes. Probably a play he didn't have to make, probably something he didn't have to do. Unfortunate because there were two outs in the inning. The very next play, they strike the guy out, the inning's over. So yeah. I, I get, you know, his wanting to do more, wanting to to help this team win. I just think he didn't have to do it. Overall, it still wasn't in my opinion the reason they lost the game. I mean, you got to score something. And and if you're going to tell me they give up two runs, you got to you got to score two runs. Like that yeah. that should have been a problem. It's uh it's tough because like you said, they 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 unload the clip and then the next day they yeah. come out a little <laughs> flat. But there's some guys in this lineup that are that are flat all the way around. Tuck didn't have the best series, which I'm sure we'll get to. Uh, Bregman here or there there was there was just guys you know Myers Chaz when they were in there that just didn't contribute and I think like on nights when they when they score a ton those guys are doing great on days when they don't and teams are gonna pitch around Yordan like you spoke to pitch around uh Tucker like you spoke to or maybe maybe not so much but when those guys struggle to, to provide offense I don't know where else you can get it in the lineup
3: Yeah, I don't think uh, Alvarez got a hit in game two. I don't even – he didn't even get a hit in game three. I didn't didn't really check the walks. I was just looking at the hits. But J.P. France, five and two-thirds, five hits and two runs, a walk, eight strikeouts. I'm sorry, folks, that I got yesterday's game and today's game confused. But he did really, really good. It could have been one to zero going into the eighth inning. They bring Montero in, and he – what I like to say, shits the bed (laughs) once again. um, Maton. I think Maton has the lowest ERA or second. He's one of the top two, if not number one. 0.77, another beautiful inning. The guy's fastball looks good. He's got spin. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. He's throwing that breaking pitch inside, then he throws it outside and makes him swing at it. Uh, very, very good. Montero, four hits, four runs, a walk, and a strikeout. His ERA is 7.32. The guy's horrible. My God. I don't I don't really slander him if that didn't count as slander, but <laughs> I'm just saying he's playing bad. I'm not talking bad about him. I'm just <sighs> commenting on the way he's playing. Payne went two for four, player of the game there for the Astros. Now, two, they got a hit. Tucker got a hit, and Abreu got a hit. Altuve was taken out of the game in the sixth inning, I believe. He was sick. He's not hurt. He didn't play today. Have you heard anything else?
1: No, nothing new. Just that uh, he wasn't feeling well. He was a little under weather, and they took him out of the game. Nothing physically wrong, so that's good. Uh, As far as Montero, uh, we talked about it today in the relevant app during the game today. I get the play by Dusty. You're trying to build confidence in a guy. You're trying to trying to build him back up. Bring him in a spot where your team's not hitting and ask him to keep it there. In, in the end, as much as Montero did not have a great game, the Astros weren't going to score a run. It wouldn't matter. He could have put up th- two zeros and they would have lost two zero. And we'd still been saying the offense didn't score. I think. I understand the play by Dusty. This was an opportunity to to get Montero in, in somewhat of a leverage situation and go, look, I need you to hold the line. This isn't a blowout. We're in this game. Keep it there. It didn't work out. It's unfortunate because all that damage happened with two outs. And, you know, it kind of snowballed on him a little bit. I think Dusty left him out there a little bit. At that point, it was like, hey, go ahead and wear it because, you know, the hole's kind of deep. We're not going to score anyway. Just, right, right, yeah. right. I think in a a, a perfect scenario, he probably doesn't make it past hitter number four or five, but I think Dusty said, look, we're either going to keep this at two or it's going to go to whatever it's going to go to, but I'm not going to extend my bullpen any further because I might need him tomorrow. And I get it. I understand the play. We can be upset at Montero all we want, but the bottom line is this offense did not get anything generated. So it wouldn't matter what Montero did because they needed to score at least two runs at that point anyway.
3: Yeah, if you look at the game, JP France probably should have only allowed one run, and then if Mon if uh, Montero could have done his job, it would have been one to zero. But the Astros had their chances. I mean, not many, but they were zero for five with the runners in scoring position. They left eight guys on base, so there were chances for them to score. They just couldn't. And I and I believe the pitching staff kept the score where it didn't take much. But then. You know, Dusty sent Montero out there, and you just can't believe that Montero is just going to be horrible every time because he put him out there a couple of games ago when we were destroying somebody, and he pitched good. So I, I don't know. I just – I guess he has to test him out. So today was Belac, And bottom of the first gave up a two-run homer. Bottom of the seventh, he gave up a home run, and they scored another home run. So three home runs, four to zero. Bregman, Tucker, Abreu, and Maldi. Maldonado got another hit. <laughs> All got hits, so nothing. Blac six and two-thirds, five hits, and four runs. That's what I'm saying. I think they left them out there a little bit. But the same as game two. We couldn't score, so what did it matter? I don't, I don't know why. I cannot explain why they couldn't score except that they scored 12 runs in game one. I, I don't know. The pitchers were doing great for... Milwaukee, they were they were pitching really well. I was able to see all three games this series. I, I just can't explain it. I, I don't know. I mean, just you just keep waiting. Okay, they're going to score here, and, and they don't. It's just nuts.
1: Well, today they definitely had their chances. Jordan came up in a spot with a couple of guys on. I think it was in the sixth inning, you know, where the game was still, I think it was only 2-0, and uh, he wasn't able to get anything done. And then I think Tucker came up right behind him and he didn't get anything done, fly it out. So your two big bats came up with men on in a spot where you just needed one of them to get a hit and maybe to get the juices flowing. You know what I mean? Sometimes you see that one run score and then it's like, okay, we can do this. And it just didn't happen. And that ended that inning. It was a big spot. I think the, the pitcher's name was like Piams or something like that. He was able to get out of it. Um, I, I give a, like a lot of credit you know the first two, the first two men he faced was a was a double by Yelich, and then a no doubter to the to the batter's eye dead center. And it's two zero after two hitters, yeah. and he kept it right there for six innings. And I agree, I think Dusty probably let him go a little long, but his pitch count was still in good order, so it, it made sense. <clears throat> but at the same time, you know, third time getting to see him, I'm sure guys were you know probably looking for pitches a little bit better and. That was their ability to take, you know, take him deep two more times. Personally, again, if this offense isn't going to score, you know, I can't fault Belak for for going six and two thirds and being able to, you know, give up four runs. I feel like if you go six and two thirds and give up four runs, your team still is in the ball game If you score anything at all, Yeah, they didn't score any runs. So it didn't really hurt, I guess, my opinion of the start by Belak.
3: Yeah, me too. I think he gave up three home runs. Well, I know he did, but I think two of them were like dead center. Like he gave up a couple of huge bombs, but I think I still think he did good. We we have me and you. I think we both agree that that magic number is five. Let's get to five. If we would have scored five in these two games, we would have won. I I, I hats off to the pitching staff. I think everybody but Montero pitched great. And uh, here is my saying for this series. Are you ready? Ready. That's how I describe it. We went from a position player pitching in game one to scoring nothing in the next two games. So anyway, folks, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to give you the standings. Our players of the series, Maldi Watch, that's something I added today, we're gonna do Survivor. We've got a fair foul with a few twists. We got a schedule coming up. We got a lot, dude. We got a, a listener question, Michael. You want to say his last name? I'm not gonna butcher it.
1: It's either it's either Juris or, or Juris.
3: Yeah. So he's got a good question. I think that's gonna it's gonna take us a while to answer. So anyway, stick around, folks. Like I said, it wasn't fun listening to us get beat. But after the break, a lot of fun's coming. So we'll be right back with more Astros baseball.
2: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time
0: and if you love the fillet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6 limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: all right we are back here's the standings in the AL West Texas is 31 and 18 Houston is 28 and 21 they're only 3 games back after what happened they're off tomorrow and then they go to Oakland. I'll get to that later because I have it written down. So let's go with the players of the series. We'll start with pitcher. And I'm going with the obvious choice, Christian Javier. It's
1: a good choice. Christian Javier pitched really well. I mean, he's the only one that won a game. So that's kind of a big deal. But um, it was status quo from Christian. He's 5-1 and one now, I believe. His ERA is 3-4 or something less than that. Guy's really good. He's becoming the the other ace in the staff where there's only two to really speak of. So hats off to Christian. He's mine as well.
3: All right. Position player, I got your
1: Same, same. I mean, <laughs> the offense wasn't much to speak of. And Jordan was a lot of it in game one. He was half of it. So when you got a guy doing that, I mean, you basically, you just go ahead and hand him the hardware and say, thank you, sir. We'll see you next time.
3: All right. I would love to hear your rose pick first.
1: My rose pick. There was a lot of guys. There was a lot of guys.
3: You could go anywhere with this. Maldi, I Abreu,
1: I wanted France, to a Belak. You could give it to a lot of people. However, however, for me, it's going to be Maldi. What? This, this is, this is, this is, this is I am trying to play to my co-host here a little bit. I have a I have a feeling that's where he's going. The guy has, has hit and he needs to keep hitting. And for me, if he's gonna hit, he deserves some hardware. Hit the bomb, had to hit the day. It's Maldy.
3: My coach Rose winner is JP France. Not bad. I think, I I think went he there pitched too. I think he pitched well enough. To get some hardware, I give Maldi stuff all the time, but I didn't give him hardware. But I gave him his own segment on this. He episode.
1: Definitely did.
3: It is time for Maldi watch. All right, Maldi, as of now, five game hitting streak. That's your starting catcher. Seven hits in the last five games. Five game hitting streak. Seven hits in the last five games. Hope you guys are listening. 16 hits in the last 16 games. In May, he's hitting 298. In April, he hit 155. On April 29th, his batting average was 156 and is now 216. Maldi Watch, brought to you by me.
1: <laughs> uh, he's been really good. Look, we love to point out when he's really bad because he's been bad a little bit offensively for a long time. And everybody kind of just accepted that that was not a part of his game. And we, it's not what he's here for. It's not what he's about. And you understand that. But everybody also accepted the fact that we kind of like a catch, like a hit a little bit. And because <laughs> Maldi's hitting a little bit, we can appreciate that he's hitting a little bit.
3: I think all the people slandering Maldi cannot even celebrate how good he's doing. They're just like, eh, he's gonna regress. Eh, he can't keep you know what's happening. And listen, he can't keep it up. I'm not saying you. I'm saying in general. I I have Facebook, I have Twitter.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, he's hitting 216. (laughs) Like like you have have you ever heard that have you ever heard that saying?
3: What have you done for me lately? He's hitting two ninety eight in May.
1: No, 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 no. Not that saying. What? saying that one oh shit can erase a whole lot of attaboys well he's had a lot of them so he's,
3: he's had a lot of attaboys trying to erase it race the other word you said i don't curse tom this isn't relevant
1: <laughs> so okay. good job
3: maldy who is my player of the month just kidding i don't see how anybody could beat on it if we did have that award but congrats to Maldi. you gotta love that guy i know i love him and uh i saw him coaching up yiner diaz after he made that mistake the one thing about yiner and i know and you say it all the time and i agree with you he hardly gets to play and when he does he wants to do something big he wants to make big plays he wants to get big hits so he can get more playing time and i think he's trying too hard but i don't blame him i don't blame him at all all right it's time for survivor folks i don't know whose favorite segment this is but i like (laughs) it i enjoy it so at the moment tom is a comfortable nine and three and i am seven and five last episode we both picked seattle and we were both winners so all i gotta do is copy off tom but i have my (laughs) pick i have my pick for tomorrow and i think it's it's a tough one but i'm still going with it
1: well, go ahead and go with it because I've I've looked at this and I've looked at the schedule and I still don't know what to do. So okay, tough.
3: so this is one of those Thursday games where not everybody's playing. We've already picked 12 teams. So if the 14 teams playing tomorrow, we've already picked 12 of them. We don't have very many to pick from this. this uh, I didn't even count that, but here's what I'm going with, buddy. I am going with the Baltimore Orioles over the New York Yankees. That is my pick for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that I hope you I hope you win because them dirty cheaters need to lose. They are. And Clark Schmidt is pitching for them and he's a dirty cheater.
3: Because I looked at the schedule and I was like, ooh, picked them, ooh, picked them, ooh. I was like, man, <gasps> I, didn't, well, I, I didn't have much left. This is who I got.
1: So I've been looking at it and it's been tough, but I've got a pick and it feels pretty good. I'm going to go with the St. Louis Cardinals against the Cincinnati Reds.
3: Hmm. I think I picked somebody to beat St. Louis.
1: It was the Dodgers, last... I think. Yeah. And yeah. they got destroyed. So yep. St. Louis has been hot. They started amazingly bad and they've been hot.
3: We'll see what happens. I give the advantage to Tom on that pick, but I like the pitching matchup and the Baltimore Matchup, and my son lives in the Baltimore area. And uh, do you know who Tatanka is? Did I was have I have I spoke about this?
1: Like from the movie, like no, Dance no, the, the wrestler. <laughs> no,
3: does anybody? Okay, if anybody out there knows nineties wrestling <laughs> or early two thousands, and you know who Tatanka is, my son was at a wrestling convention, and he was there, and he's like, "Hey, do you mind talking to my dad?" And he's like, "Sure." I have FaceTiming Tatanka. So any of you wrestling fans, be jelly on that. All right. So let's do what let's do the schedule. We are off tomorrow. And then Friday through Sunday. I don't think it gets any more perfectly set up for a sweep. The, you, you couldn't write this as a script for a sweep. This there's no way we don't sweep this, guys. If we do, if we don't, I I'm gonna,
1: say that Rob.
3: If we don't, I'm going to be upset because this is perfect, perfectly set up for the sweep, as perfect as we've been set up all year. Horrible team, our three best pitchers. You've got Hunter Brown on Friday. The game's at eight forty, pretty late. No matter to me. Saturday and Sunday's at three oh seven. You got Framber and Javier. You tell me a better setup for a sweep. Our aces against the suckwad of the AO West. There's no way we're not going to win all three of them. I'm guaranteeing a sweep.
1: I hope you're right for your After own sanity. After getting shut
3: out twice. I'm, I guarantee it.
1: I hope you're right for your own sanity. It's so tough to sweep baseball teams. Yes, Oakland is bad, but they've got good pieces, good young pieces that have came up. Uh, they've got that kid in, in center that steals every bag it feels like they've got that other kid rooker who's uh up there in ops like there's a lot to like about the youth for oakland their pitching is still really bad and that's where you need these astros bats to figure it out and come back to work put their caps on and, and go in there and score four or five runs a game because you know that's what i feel it will take it'll it'll it's not going to be you'd hope that Hunter Brown will get that that run support. You <laughs> hope that those guys will get that run support. So we'll see. I would prefer a sweep, but I will be more than happy with a series win because that will be a good road trip overall.
3: So we were talking about how the Astros need to go home and start winning and they sweep both of their opponents and then they get hit on hit the road and they get shut out twice. So we'll see what happens. So anyway, we're at the 10-minute warning. So we'll fit these fair and foul and the listeners' question. And hopefully Tom has a final thought. All right, fair and foul. I put it out on Twitter today. The Father's Day hat. I say foul.
1: Wow. Why? I think it's fair. I think it looks okay. The blue is a little weird to me. It's uh, the baby blue is a little weird to me, but I mean, if you're gonna rock the pink for Mother's Day, that's got to kind of be the Father's Day look. Uh, I don't. The Mother's Day
3: hat was gray,
1: but it had pink. It was gray with pink. pink. This
3: is this looks like a Miami Marlins hat. A lot of people say it looks like somebody spilled blue or like the color. (laughs) You know what I don't like the most about it? You know why I give it a foul? The humongous side patch. Stop putting those on there.
1: I don't mind them. I, I if, they, if they mean something, if there's like, like the 50-year one or whatever, I don't mind it.
3: Remember men on books?
1: Hated it.
3: I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, the colors are cool, but I mean, it overall, it's pretty sweet. But I don't like the side patch. It's just a it just weird design. I, I would rather have a gray hat. I like gray better. So you say fair. You like it. I do. There's a guy on Twitter like that's already bought it. Your,
1: I like it better than your Cubs blue Astros hat. This one? Yeah.
3: Oh, I love this one. I buy my hats on sale, dude. I am a thrift shopper on online. All right. So this is little extra parts, and I think we already answered it. Someone said, like, they're tired of the special event hats. Like, we just had the green ones. Now you have the Father's Day hat. You had the Mother's Day hat. Are you tired of those special event hats? I'm not. I say foul. I'm not tired of it.
1: No, no. I think it gives you something different. It gives you a different, you know, flavor. Uh, obviously you're not going to mix and match different colors. I say that as you wear the blue one, but <laughs> most, more often than not, your your team colors are your hat colors, right? Well, these event hats is a way to get to a different color. I definitely love my armed forces hat because, you know, I was a military veteran. So I identify with those colors. I wore them in my military uniform. So why wouldn't I want a baseball cap like that? For me, I don't I do not do the Mother's Day, Father's Day as much, but that's not to say that I wouldn't. It's just never been one for me. I still think there's a lot of people out there who go, no, I like it. I want to wear it for whatever reason. So I, to each his own, obviously, you're allowed to feel however you want to feel. For me, if you've got options, why not have options?
3: And the other part of that, I already answered mine. <clears throat> huge side patches are foul. I mean, put a little one, something, but if, if someone even commented, like if they do the stretchy ones, I don't know what number that is, but that patch is just humongous on the side of that. But I say foul. I hate it. I hate, I hate the big, huge ones. I mean, they, they, they used to be smaller and they just keep getting huger. If that's a word, they just keep bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> god and god and god
1: for me i don't mind them i think they're fair uh i don't i don't necessarily wear the hat you talk about the stretchy one i don't do that for me more often than not they're fitted occasionally be a snapback but uh i also don't have i don't wear a huge hat so i don't ever think the patch is too big i think the bigger the head the bigger the patch so Ooh, for me i think i have an average I got a big size patch. i got an average size dome so the patch isn't too big
3: So I went on Twitter and I got the comments and I counted the positive and the negative. It was 26 to 18 negatives. It was pretty close.
1: It's not for everybody, I'm sure. Yeah, not too bad.
3: All right. So now we have a listener question. Michael, you know who you are. I think he was in Milwaukee the other day. There was two guys that listened to the the podcast and Ty. They were in Milwaukee. They weren't sitting together. They were both in the outfield. I don't think they know each other, but they were in Milwaukee, and I I don't know why. I don't know why. But anyway, this is tough. we got five minutes left. This is tough. He wants to know who we think will play first, and I'm going to assume this is for the Astros. Lance McCullers, Uncle Mike, Forrest Whitley, or Drew Gilbert? Go ahead. I am going to eliminate. Forrest Whitley first. No chance he's the first one. I am then going to eliminate Drew Gilbert. And that leaves me with Uncle Mike and Lance McCullers. My answer is Lance McCullers Jr. will be the first one out of those four (laughs) to play for the Astros. He had a setback. I forgot about that. I'm still going to go with Lance McCullers Jr.
1: I... I'm going with Uncle Mike and I knew you were going to go with Lance. I think Uncle Mike is probably not going to do another minor league rehab stint because he's already done one where he hit. So I think it's going to be one of those things where he's feeling good, he's going to do he's going to do the batting cage thing a couple of times and he's going to play. And it's going to be in a weird series at home or something like that and he'll DH and it'll be like holy crap, Uncle Mike is back.
3: Where What was Maceller set back?
1: He was supposed to do a bullpen on the mound, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, he's not going to pitch. And he pitched he, – he played catch instead. And mm. that just screams they're hiding something to me. And so much so that I feel it told is I told you critical. that guy's always hurt. It is so critical that they go out and add another starter yeah. because you can't assume – I feel like he'll pitch this year. When, I don't McCullers know.
3: colors is made out of the weakest paper available. <laughs> Uncle Mike, I mean he just it's just like you think he's going to come back and he doesn't it's just crazy, but, but I don't, I don't see that i I don't see Whitley ever coming no i, I mean if it's I wish he
1: would have gave me other because I would have picked other
3: if it's if it's September it's going to be Gilbert if these guys aren't back but I force Whitley has zero chance unless there's like a heck of a lot of injuries but he's doing well. All right, we have time for your final thought,
1: buddy. All right, so one thing I wanted to point out that I think is getting lost a little bit and only people want to talk about that stupid home run number is the production of Jose Abreu. Jose Abreu had hits in every single game in this series. And while he is not tearing the cover off the ball, he is not hitting with power at all. He is still finding ways to get on base, still finding ways to contribute to this team. Is he uh, the positive force he was supposed to be? Absolutely not. Does he have a negative war? Absolutely. But the guy's got uh, 17 RBIs. He's batting 221. and there are there are other guys on this team that are worse than Jose Abreu. But he is the guy that we want to lean on. I would invite you to take some time to go look at Alex Bregman if you're really hurting on Jose Abreu, and go, how much is that guy making? Because he's making more, and he's playing worse.
3: Jose Abreu also, and Bregman have the same amount of hits, 41.
1: Yes. Which, if you ask people, they would guarantee to say, oh, no, Bregman's got way more hits. And he doesn't. But that's not to say that I have any, have lost any faith in Alex Bregman. I think he'll still find a way and figure it out. I, I believe Jose Abreu will find a way and figure it out. This series, he took extra BP before each game, trying to figure it out. So the guy knows he's struggling and he's out there doing the work. So it, it'd be one thing if his body language is bad, but you see him coming out of the clubhouse, smiling, having a good time, trying to stay engaged. For me, that's like the biggest thing. That's that's, that's when you know a guy is, is in his own head. The other thing I want to point out, I'm, I'm looking on the farm a little bit. There's a couple of guys I wanted to make mention of. If there's a need for a call-up, Uh, A guy like J.J. Manejevic is playing first base. They wanted to give Jose Abreu a day. He's playing well. He's hitting the ball. He's batting like 280, I believe. And uh, this is a guy that could come up and play a corner outfield or a first base. Another guy that people need to watch. His name is Spencer Arigetti. He's a pitcher in AA at Corpus. The guy is awesome. Uh, He went five innings, three hits, six Ks, one walk, zero runs at his last start. Awesome. Look out for him, and I'm out
3: i hear that guy's name all the time my final thought is gonna be very very short who would have thought when altuve gets hurt and goes out and dubon comes in you're not you're not upset dubon's good anyway thanks for tuning in folks we really really appreciate it and we
0: will see you next time on
1: astros baseball